we make all kinds of connections from our neighbors to our co-workers from family members to people we interact with in business every day what about the connections we make to ourselves? today we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives this is things worth considering with hosts gord riddell and alexia georgiusis it's time to consider the possibilities Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We're a weekly talk show and we like to give you ideas to think about, ideas to disagree with, and hopefully some things that are definitely worth considering. Uh, I'm your host, Gordon and I am here with my co-host, our very accomplished naturopathic doctor, Dr. Alexia Georgiusis. Good evening. Good evening, Gord. You always flatter me. Thank you. It's getting closer. You're going to have to see me in real life pretty soon. Yes, yes. We're getting there, slowly. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, exactly, exactly. When we can have more than five people in one room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are live, uh, so that people know that you can join in on our conversation. And you can give us a call from anywhere in North America, toll-free at 1-888-346-9141. So tonight, we are talking about tapping. Emotional freedom technique. And this is tapping where you don't need new new shoes. <laughs> Ta-dum-tum. Yes. Okay. As somebody who had to take tap dancing when I was a kid, uh, that's what I always think about. So we are welcoming our guest, Mark Hux. Uh, she's a registered psychotherapist. Uh, she is qualifying, which means getting hours. She's done all her coursework. Uh, and uses EFT tapping as part of her psychotherapy practice. Uh, she has worked in the corporate environment, uh, where she defines in medical research actually, where she defines herself as a closet uh, tapper, um, and she used it to release stress and for physical aches, pains, and used it personally and for anyone around her that they would let her do that. Uh, at a time of big life changes and stress, she dove deeper into learning emotional freedom techniques for emotional growth and healing. Uh, this started her on a journey of training in spiritual psychotherapy through Transformational Arts College and integrating spiritual and somatic approaches in therapy. Margaret starting her practice in uh, spiritual psychotherapy. You also spoke in May uh, at the Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology, their conference, uh, on the cost-effectiveness of tapping therapies in the healthcare system. I can see you doing that. Welcome, Mark. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Nice it's to have a you pleasure. Here. It's a real pleasure to be here. It's lovely. Well, I'm really glad you're coming out of the closet on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a in a research environment, it, it does feel like you're in a closet with it. You know, like it's sort of like it. it's absolutely like the Mark does that weird thing. You know, don't go near there. Don't you know? <laughs> exactly. She's over there doing that da, da, da thing. Yeah. Well, and it's it's actually un- unfortunate too because it's a sense of this uh, you know disconnect that. There is just such a limited understanding of how to right. work with these, but we'll get into it as yeah. we keep going. Yeah, yeah. How, yeah. how you could do it in front of other people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so tell us about yourself. How did you get involved with ETF? Um, EFT. So EFT, yeah. So I, um, yeah, it was a fairly stressful environment. We were doing medical research, and um, it was actually, I had been away on um, spiritual retreats, and I had my spiritual retreat community, and we would um, sort of Yahoo groups before Facebook, and we would talk <laughs> back and forth. And at one point, I ended up posting a question in the Yahoo group, and I said, you know, 
I had this really unfair thing that happened to me like two years ago where I was given this difficult project. I worked way over time and it was not acknowledged. It was, you know, it was, it, but I, and I know that I just need to get over it, but I can't let it go. I wake up at night thinking about it. I can't, I just can't let it go. I've done prayer. I've done all the things that we've learned to do and nothing has happened. And one of the guys on there just posted a little thing and said, www.emofree.com. Go there, do that weird little process and tell us what happened. And so, <laughs> and so I, I did. I went on this thing and it was this guy, Gary Craig, and he had a little thing about, you know, you just repeat these statements. You just say what it was that you're upset about and you tap on the top of your head and you tap here and you just rant about it. So I guess I spent about 20 minutes just tapping on the top of my head and going, and it was so unfair. And they said this, and then they turned around and said this entirely other thing. And then you just tap and tap and you go, <sighs> and it was unfair. And it was so stupid. And about 10 minutes later, you're tapping, you go, and I so walked into it. I just so walked into that. And you find that, you know, all of the upset and the energy is just like drained out of it. And, mm. and then I found that, you know, I was able to go back and work with those people and be natural and okay and friendly. And then when something came up that was, you know, sort of something that was, um, not something I felt I could take on. I could very easily say, okay, that's just not going to work for me. You know, like, let's look at the timeline. Let's look at our budget. You know, it, it, and I couldn't have even, you know, been assertive and clear before because I was so upset, you know? And so, right. and so it was wonderful. I began doing it for, you know, a hurt knee and a wisdom tooth and a, you know, <laughs> anything around. And I would do the tapping for it. So that's a such such a powerful story and an example of how you were taking the charge out right. of the narrative. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, just, that's exactly what I heard too. It's, yeah, it's really hard with the rumination and when there's a sense of injustice, yeah. and um, you know, why, so so I'm curious when you went back into the situation, did you find that if there was any sort of resentment? Was it sort of gone? Was it a sense yeah. like you had clarity? Yeah, it was gone. And I had clarity. I really came to a feeling about, yeah, like I totally walked into it. It was also my fault. And I was very much able to, you know, when other things came up, able to just sort of be really clear about, you know, I can discuss a budget in the timeline and just sort of, you know, assertively bring it up and say, you know, no, you know, I know you've just said it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But I've taken a look at this. We have to. It, it just gave that clarity, that ability to, um, because when you're so triggered, you really can't function clearly. Right. And as you go well into victim the, mode. You as go well. into victim mode. Right. Yeah. 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 Poor me. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. I think, I think that really underscores the importance of understanding that we are just such pure energy, you yes, know, and definitely. the more energy that's repressed yes. and suppressed, because yes. we can't say what we want to say for whatever exactly. reasons, whether it's exactly. social norms or whether it's our own shame or whatever, it, exactly. it really leads to problems, huge yeah. problems. And that's why Definitely. I think, you know, the, the uh, tapping is interesting because it's another somatic approach to yes. cut, tying the body and the mind together energetically. Exactly. Yes. 
It's a really direct energetic one. It's lovely. Like the guy who developed it said he had his quote discovery statement. He would say the source of all discomfort and disease is a disruption in the body's energy system. So his feeling was it's foundational. And then these points that they had it, these are basically end points of the body meridians, all the major meridians. They run through the body, but there are certain spots where they run right by a bone and right by the surface of the skin. And so even though a certain meridian runs all the way through the body, there's one spot where there it is right there and you can tap on it and there's a bone right there and it's sort of, you know, what if you get a hollow echo when you do that one on your forehead? <laughs> <laughs> you sing. You sing. You, you sing. sing really. Cover it up. Well, this is kind of like where East meets West. Oh, absolutely. So much of Eastern medicine, you know, yeah. involves the meridians and acupuncture points. Yeah. Or acupressure, acupuncture, shiatsu. Yeah. You know, and that's of, actually been, absolutely. And that's been one of the big challenges because... Um, now looking at it, the people who've now done this, it was like early, early 90s, I guess, when this was being discovered. And these methods, and there's a few of them, there's sort of a little bit different ways of tapping, a little bit way, different ways of doing it. And they've been kind of coined as energy psychology and energy therapies. And people now in that thing have sort of said, we so wish we had not chosen that because mm. it just makes you the... Um, you know, everybody goes, well, energy is invisible. That's ridiculous. I'm not doing it. And so now it's yeah, kind of being yeah. reframed as somatic because it's being shown that it has its correlates in cortisol and the body biochemistry and functional magnetic resonance imaging and how the brain works. And all of those well, physical things can also now be shown. Blood pressure. Very concretely. Exactly. Body temperature. And when I was measurable. first doing this, none of that was there. And so it was, I was in a, I was in a medical research company and people would sort of say, and I'd sort of nab somebody, you know, I've got a migraine. I go, okay, come here. And we just, you know, tune in and we would do our thing. And then they would say, yeah, but why does it work? Like, what's going on? What is it? And I go, never mind. I'm not discussing it. Just tap. And <laughs> well, and, and Mark, do you find now though, with science is, I mean, quantum physics, there's a huge surge around energy medicine that's shifting however the fact that we still need to uh you know label something as oh well it's somatic but the but the underlying principle is what gordon was saying earlier is that this is we're energy beings and yet we still have this system that needs to compartmentalize and identify it and say oh this is this is what it means instead of, right. well, actually everything's energy. And, and, and do you find that people are starting to sort of be more aware that everything is energy or is it just too far of a gap still? It depends on who, you know, like people, practitioners are using it. People are loving it, using it for self-help and adapting it. But, you know, the people that I know, I, I am in this group that is the, you know, the um, Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology that's in the States or that body. And they're really wanting to get it recognized by APA and recognized by some of the, you know, it has been recognized by CRPO and I'm so thrilled that it has. Yeah. What are, what are those, that, the acronyms, what are they? APA, American APA Psychotherapy? APA is the American, uh, okay. the Psychologist, Psychology, okay. psychology okay. Association. It's sort of the big one for therapy. 
You know, it's, um, and they have been very, very resistant. So that group, you know, put all kinds of research and dance and package it up. And the APA goes, I don't know, energy. eh." (laughs) Wow. You know, I think of the words here. Okay. So we've, we've used psychology. We're using somatic. Yes. If you say psychosomatic. Right. You know, so if I say, you know, the, a treatment approach would be biopsychosocial. Yeah. Totally mm-hmm. acceptable. There's nothing. But the moment you say psychosomatic, mm-hmm. it means you're crazy. You know, yeah. it's all in your head. And, and we have a huge stigma around those two root words when we yeah. put them together. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is just crazy. You know, yeah. when it, I can say biology, psychology, and, and social, you know, uh, uh, influences in health. Biopsychosocial, that's the big one. Yeah. Psychosomatic. Well, and and you always think of the scientists. The scientists need to have, you know, the curious mind, the openness to possibility, the sense of humility so that it's not like, oh, I know what it is. Um, Anyway, on that note, how did this all start? Where, what are the origins around EFT? Okay. So, yeah, it, it sort of began actually in, in rooted right in real psychology. So there was a psychologist called Roger Callahan who was doing a phobia treatment on a woman called Mary, in quotes. <laughs> you know, so I don't know what her name, but, but that's, she's, yeah. she's listed as Mary. And they were sitting um, sort of at a fair distance from a swimming pool, a pool of water. And, and she was, you know, just in huge anxiety. And the idea is you just wait for that to come down. And then you move a little bit closer and then you wait for her to calm down. And it just wasn't happening. She was just, the stomach was roiling was how she was experiencing. It was her stomach was just going crazy and she just, nothing was happening. So he sort of thought like he knew the meridian system and he knew that right underneath the eye on the bone, there is the stomach meridian. And he sort of thought, well, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if this will help at all, but he asked permission, could he just lean in and tap on this spot underneath the eye? And so he did that. He leaned in and he tapped for a little bit on that spot underneath her eye. And she just all of a sudden said, oh, my God, my stomach feels so clear. And not only does my stomach feel clear, I'm not afraid of the water anymore. And I'm just going to go take a look at it. And she took off and started walking towards the water. And he started going, wait a minute, you can't swim. She goes, well, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to jump in. But I want to go look (laughs) at it. Like, I I just want to go see it. I'm just not feeling any fear. And so he started from that sort of a whole thing of like, well, where are other spots you can tap that will Hmm. catch the other major meridian lines? And he developed what he called thought field therapy, which was, um, and it still gets used. It's sort of the other, the original tapping therapy. But his idea was you do like a lot of exploring and figuring out to figure out which spots to tap. So somebody comes and he might say, okay, well, this one you should tap on the top of the head first and then tap on the collarbone and then tap at the side of the eye. And that's going to deal with that particular thing. And did a lot of muscle testing to figure out where to tap and what order to tap. And, um, and, they, and they get good and they, and they do it. People still use, um, use TFT, thought field therapy. And then um, he would do 
courses in teaching this for several hundred thousand dollars, I understand. Like they were mega expensive. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And so Gary Craig was a um, an engineer turned inspirational speaker. And he took one of these courses and ended up deciding, okay, well, let me let me just play around with this. I want to try and change it up a bit. So really, like all this work to figure out what order to tap in, he did some playing saying, I don't think it matters. We're just going to tap all of those spots and we're just going to go top down so we don't forget any of them. But then he started doing a lot of exploring around really what's important is where you put your attention. Hmm. And so, you know, things like tearless trauma, you know, if somebody has such a huge feeling around something, how do you approach it gently? Like, don't go dive in and think about details. Start thinking about it really globally. Take the take the um, charge off of that. So and it's then tearless it trauma. Tearless so, trauma. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's a way of working gently with trauma. Okay. Um, tell it's the story. Pardon me? It's not, not reliving it. it. No, not reliving it. Okay. Um, and another way is called tell the story, which is where somebody who has like an event that was a really traumatizing event, you might start with tearless trauma. Like just even though I remember that this thing happened, you might use the words of this thing. You don't want to mm. say the car accident. You don't want to say the rape. You mm. say this thing happened until someone can say, yes, this thing happened and I'm fine. I'm just calm but if i start to think about that thing it's gonna so then this the thing is i have to i have to uh interrupt you here because i have to make something else happen and Uh that is we have to take a break here we will be right back with mark hux in two minutes Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time, or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You 
You're listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, we're talking about emotional freedom technique, uh, EFT, tapping, uh, with Mark Hux. And if you would like to uh, uh, join in on our conversation, uh, we're at 1-888-346-9141. That's toll free from anywhere in North America. Now, where were we when I interrupted you? Um, <laughs> I wanted to actually go back to something that grabbed my yeah. attention. Uh, yeah. And that and that is the fact that this this person who was doing doing it started to go through all of these like issues that people could have or, or symptoms or, or whatever. Right. And and actually map out. So there's almost like a manual of right. prescribed. So if someone has fear of a snake, then this is what you do. Right. Okay. So I guess what what my thinking was that if it's that prescribed, like where's your intuition and ingenuity in right. this? That it's, says maybe this person doesn't need, even, even though it's snakes, you know, like what's prescribed. Mm-hmm. What if I did it backwards? What if I went down the middle? If I, right. You know, in other words, where's the evolution here? So it's actually really intuitive. The general principle mm. is that you place your attention on the body sensations and the emotion and the thoughts that all three of those. So it's very much like CBT where even it expands to, to sort of sensation and emotion, like CBT talks about, you know, thoughts and behaviors are linked and thoughts and behaviors and body sensations and emotions are all linked. And so the, the one underlying principle is just to and any of those like you can go through um you know just really focus in on the body sensations and we won't worry about the thoughts and the emotion we just really hyper focus on the sensation so it's not very it's not manualized in the sense that you do this for anxiety and this for snakes and this for something else the tft sort of began that way But the principle is more that um, you find a way of beginning with their current experience and bringing in the body sensation, the emotion, the the thought, and then beginning to move deeper. And Mm. as, as you do that and you tap, you will find it starts to shift. And so a lot of the principles are around um, how not to overwhelm somebody, how good. to just get, yeah, which is good. How <laughs> to good just, <laughs> yeah, how to just get curious. Like, how do you know what's underneath this? How do you know where to go? And you just get curious, you know, like exactly what does this feel like in your body? And what's the emotion and what's the earliest you can remember having that emotion and body feeling? Just relax and get a sense. And So is this done while someone is tapping and then they're going through the the layers? Is is that how it works? You kind of do it in rounds. And so you might spend some time sort of just exploring and talking about, you know, what is it that is really uncomfortable for you right now? How's it showing up in your body and your mind in um, in the emotion, put a number to it is really important. Put an intensity number uh-huh. to it. Oh, right. 
and then and then you do the tapping process and then you tune back in again and so it might be at that check back in stage that you're going so did any thoughts come up did any feelings come up what's it remind you about before what shifted what didn't shift um just starting to get curious how's this work for you um starting to maybe a little bit take their exact words and framings and begin to offer a little bit reframes you know mm-hmm. what what's mm-hmm. a way that you could look at that a little more compassionately for yourself right right you know what's mm-hmm. a way and sometimes you sort of offer those kind of gently you know like you know this is they were a terrible person and i'm never going to forgive them and i'm never going to understand and maybe a little bit of it's starting to come to me i'm starting to recognize some of what was going on in that you know maybe not nope i'm not going there i'm not doing it you know <laughs> I can't you sort go of there. i can't go there and just yeah. sort of offer it a little bit and see what um what lands and what doesn't and and because it shifts very quickly just the fact of offering a bit of a reframe maybe the next time you go back through they're sort of you know they're halfway there they're starting to feel it they're starting to get a sense of maybe what was underneath their experience or how they could think of it differently or yeah right so it's almost and and correct me if i'm wrong it's almost like an, an a way to interrupt and it sounds like a distraction on some level as well it is is it, that it, interrupting Accurate? is a good interrupting is a good way to think of it sometimes when people say it's a distraction they yes. think um what you're taking your mind off it but in fact it works best when you become very aware of it okay so sometimes people will have it totally like totally shift and they'll go oh my goodness i was just the pain was like a 7 and it was just this and i couldn't move and now i can but now that i've done all that talking and thinking about that time that that happened and how angry i was at the doctor and all that stuff i've just distracted myself and you say well okay well undistract really put your attention there now and see is that what happened and most times it's no it's well, okay well now that i really pay attention it really is different you know and That's so it's a great so, explanation yeah. sorry gord yeah No 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 um uh, just to build on that was then it's kind of like taking your responsibility for what role you played in whatever the event was. Yes, that's certainly a piece of it absolutely. That's one of the things okay. that quite often begins to come up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so crucial in therapy. It's so crucial yeah. for our own, our own existence here on the planet. Exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm very curious about the conference that you presented at. I can't don't remember what it was that that was right. mentioned earlier in terms of the cost effectiveness. Right. And how was that received? Oh, it was really received well, but I'm talking to an audience of people who love it. So right. <laughs> You're in the so church. You're in the I'm church. In the, right? I'm in the church facing the <laughs> choir and we're all going yay. <laughs> but it was actually it was actually lovely when I first um talked about doing this because the type of research I used to do was that kind of cost effectiveness. You know, like oh, a new okay. a new drug has been developed and it's maybe a little smidge better than the old one. It's got a little bit different this and a little bit different that. And they all want to be on that government list of many countries. And yeah. so those governments have gotten together and said, "Okay, well you have to prove it. You have to take, you know, the evidence from the clinical trial right. along with other evidence about how much these things cost and 
bake it all together and show us what the value is. And so when you start looking at things like um, tapping and EFT and things like that, you recognize the effect size, the magnitude of change you get is big. Mm -hmm. Um, Changes happen rapidly Mm -hmm. and in very few sessions. And so I remember early on looking at going, oh, my goodness, like the cost effectiveness story of this is wonderful. And so many times, and it's quite a complicated analysis that people have to do to show this for healthcare mm-hmm. systems in the drug world and all of that. Of course. And so I, I had been talking about doing a talk just on like, what would it be? And trying to find some of the information and cobble it together a little bit and say the cost effectiveness would be great. But when I got into preparing it, I, I did some looking and I found, oh my goodness, the UK, um, the National... Um, you know, health service. the National Health Service, their health technology group had done a huge evaluation of 11 different psychological treatments for PTSD in adults. So they took all of the clinical trials they could find for 11 different approaches and they put them together in one big analysis that brought it all to comparing to each other like bring them all to a common ground. And so they had trauma-focused CBT, they had counseling, they had regular CBT, they had EMDR, they had, um, and then they had, a. and I was looking at this and I was thinking, oh, that's fabulous. I so wish they had EFT in there. My goodness. And then I found myself going, but what is somatic and cognitive therapies? And I went looking at this little category they called somatic and cognitive therapies and it was four EFT and TFT studies put together in there so I go energy psychology we're in and um, <laughs> and the results were awesome EMDR yeah. actually was the winner EMDR um, was shown to be the most effective um, combined cognitive somatic therapies which is basically tapping was shown to be second most effective um, trauma-focused CBT was fair ways down the list. They, I bet, I bet you know, it they was, were, yeah. Yeah, they were, they were down the list. And then when you put together the cost, mm-hmm. um, EMDR was a little more costly than sure. like e- combined somatic cognitive therapies were the cheapest. And um, so the EMDR was a little more expensive, but the amount that it was more expensive was well within... Um, you know, the NHS um, willingness to pay. So it became the most cost-effective therapy and um, combined somatic cognitive, like in the results section of their paper, it was the second most cost-effective therapy. By the time it came down to their conclusions, they concluded that EMDR was the most cost-effective and um, trauma-focused CBT had the largest evidence base which was the most studies, and they didn't even mention. Did. <laughs> and, they, and they didn't even mention the uh, the tapping. No. Well, and, really? and this is yeah. this is. Um, thanks for answering that and giving the description of uh, that. That's quite uh, detailed, but also very informative to see right. really what the resistance is and where it yes. is around bringing this kind of uh, tool yes. for for everybody that allows and, them to feel very empowered. And, right. and actually to go, wow, I, I can actually yes. manage my own and regulate yeah. myself in a way that's very safe and doesn't mean that I'm going to be taking drugs. Not that I'm against them. Yeah. Sometimes they're needed. But it's yeah. not long-term fixes. We know we've talked about this a lot about, you know, yeah. sick care. Where is yeah. the health care? Where Absolutely. is the actual health care? 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you can't treat the mind for and have long-term wellness if you're not going to treat the body and spirit. We're yeah. a package. Exactly. You know, everything has to be taken Absolutely. care of, not like a car where we'll fix the tire and put it back on the road. Right. It just doesn't work that way. And that that's yeah. how what we call sick care. That's exactly what sick care is. Take care yeah. of what's sick. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Carry on. Call me yeah. when you get sick again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it keeps the insurance going. It keeps all the system running, right? It, like right. the, you know, just keep it running. Keep it yes. going. So, and, you know, yeah. for your, your, I think it's fascinating that you have this background in medical research and then are, you know, we're, we're someone who is the kind of, odd person you know in there and now you've embraced this and in practice which I think is fantastic yeah it's been a lovely journey I I love I love doing it it's yeah what happens when somebody's like I don't believe in EFT and I don't want to do it would you have them tap on that yeah you can (laughs) I mean sometimes they just don't want to I I work with um, a, a woman who has huge depression and sometimes I would call her, and actually she's someone that I know as a friend. So I would be, so we have a time we were supposed to talk and call and I'd phone her up and she'd go, okay, listen, I'm still in bed and I don't feel like getting up and don't tell me that tapping shit. I don't want to do it. I don't want to get up. I just don't want to. Yeah. And I would say, okay, sweetie. And I, and I I say, <laughs> okay, but would you be willing to tap with me on that? And she would. I hate tapping. I don't want to do it. It pisses me off. And then she gets really gets energized and into the anger and and 15 minutes of tapping vigorously on they hate this shit we just keep doing all this stuff nothing makes a difference and then she's sort of wow actually I think I should just get up and make a coffee and you know (laughs) it's it's really interesting how and that and that's a great way to to show that how you can still use it for the acute for whatever is right here and and just it's right. it to me because I'm hearing there's a repeat because you repeat what you're what you're Absolutely. focused on right yeah. yeah and then it slowly morphs and I'm I'm wondering when it's done with a therapist is it where you will ask someone to go a little bit deeper with, yeah, with what might be there that's certainly part of the part of the path of it yes and there are people who just like, don't really like it. There, there really are people who, yeah, it just doesn't really gel for me. Um, and and sometimes, or they'll tap a little bit, but sometimes I feel like, you know, I, and I have worked with clients who say, I don't want to do hypnosis. I don't want to go into spirit. I don't want to tap. And, and I find myself going, okay, I feel like I got my hands tied between my mind and my back. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, yeah, but that's that's their resistance to wellness. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to do this. I don't want to because yeah. I think that if somebody did it just a little bit and they had yeah. some sort of a positive result, yeah, yet they're invested in staying where they're at. It's like right. it doesn't work for me. I don't want to do that. Yeah, you know, it's a. Uh, uh, I think it's an inc- it's an amazing defense, actually, right. to yeah. to be against so many things. And really, that's just the investment in their status quo. Right. Partly it is that, and partly you really do have to be careful not to take people deeper than they're ready to go. Sometimes I, I, you know, sometimes I can get gung-ho and start, you know, (laughs) taking the wording a little deeper and sort of have to recognize, okay, we're not there yet. Like just... I think you're a submarine. Dive, dive, dive. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think that that's, you know, you start 
with something that's bothering you right now in this moment sort of thing. But, uh, that becomes then your psychotherapy skills to yeah. know how do you take that person out of right. something at this yeah. level and yes. you want to go, there's something much deeper right. that's really eating them away. Like there's a, a, re, yeah. a recurring authority thing or a childhood thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, your, that's the psychotherapy element that's really required here. Yes, absolutely. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what I'm calling earlier the intuitive ingenuity yes. kind of as to yes. where do we go in terms of what are you tapping yeah. on? Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. I think it's sometimes it's hard to to step out of the the victim. Yes, I think that that's very hard, especially something as you know serious as rape, right? Or something as uh, just anything, any kind of abuse, any type of that kind of trauma. And, right. and I imagine that for sure you have to have the psychotherapy skills right. to be able to work with that in a very sensitive manner because, yeah. you know, that is huge around also, right. I guess, how we identify victim. But when yes. something like yes. that happens, then it's like, yes. well, we have enormous know, support like to, to be in that state. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. On an ongoing basis. I mean, it's like the world that our society kind of, you know, enshrouds around yes. if we allow it, you know. For, that supports right. us there. You know, mm, people right. talk very about true, Gord. Very failure true. and versus success. Yeah. If you fail, people are more than willing to like, oh, it's okay, you'll be fine. Exactly. No one says that about your success, and that's where most people actually have more of a problem is being right. successful. Yeah, not failing. yeah absolutely right. We have a yeah. huge built-in societal thing around that. On that yes. note, we yes. are societally going to move into a commercial. We'll be back uh -huh. in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic healthcare, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. All right, welcome back. Uh, just to clarify where we were at, we are talking about big stuff, like sexual abuse, rape, and so on. Um, this isn't always starting at that level. Like, you know, uh, tapping can be used for making a decision, you know, to move houses, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. You know, what's, what is important that I know that, you know, you want people to know is, is that we can go deeper, that although... We might be getting headaches. There's a lot more behind the headaches than just the what's going on today that we can, you know, uh, use tapping for. So some of the research is really quite interesting. Now, you were talking about the NHS, uh, uh, National Health Services in the U.K. The uh, NIH has done a, a, a huge mega uh, analysis, a meta-analysis of uh, their work throughout the world and, and mainly, you know, throughout North America. Um, and it's really put, uh, you know, uh, the the whole tapping thing quite high up. It's given it, you know, I think more credibility. I think, I don't know why, but EMDR didn't make it quite as high uh, wow. in the whole thing. A lot of the comparisons seem to be against CBT, right. which, of course, as we all know, has become sort of a preferred for mm-hmm. everything, you know. And tapping right. is one of those things. It can be used for everything right. kind of thing. You know, I think it's the ingenuity of the, 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 you know, the therapist to make that happen in terms of directionally. So uh, anyways, that meta-analysis is out there, but it's used for a big one. It's fear. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. And now that yes. must come out of what you said earlier about the guy when he started off like with Mary uh, mm-hmm. and her fear of water. Right. It's wonderful for phobias and that sort of fears. Um because, and, and not all of them are that simple, but there's this one thing that causes mm-hmm. huge fear. And if you break that connection, and if it's something where it was created by, you know, like one big event somehow, um, you can just collapse that whole thing. And so it doesn't always happen that way. But but really right. compared to, it doesn't always happen like, you call them one session miracles, one minute miracles, one, you know, you just, yeah, you know, yeah. that thing of like tap on that one spot and the fear of water was gone. It does not always happen like that. But, um, you know, sometimes, you know, several sessions, but otherwise working with that kind of fear can be a long drawn out process. Um so yeah, it's wonderful for working with phobias and yeah, yeah. And it doesn't because, make a difference, Marg. Oh, um, I, if someone is doing it for you, no, not really, okay. not really. Um, I find it wonderful to do. Like I do lots of work by um, video conference where I'm sort of on my side, looking at the person and tapping on me, yeah. and they're following along, tapping on them. And we're sort of, you know, just reflecting back the the things that they've said, the feelings, the the thoughts, the other. For me, it keeps, there's sort of an attunement that goes on. You really start, you know, really 
tapping in, tuning in to the other person. And mm-hmm. and you but also people don't think yourself, that can happen electronically. It can definitely happen electronically. It can definitely happen can. electronically. Yeah. And yeah. also if you're working with someone on something that might be like a really upsetting event or thing, you're also keeping yourself calm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're tapping mm-hmm. on yourself. And so, you know, what they're describing and talking about, it's also sort of, you know, learning to do it gradually. So you're not doing that deep dive right into the difficult stuff right away. You're starting from usually specifics. It's much more powerful rather than saying, you know, my dad used to abuse me or used to yell at me all the time. It's that one time dad got in my face unexpectedly and screamed at me and I just jumped out of my skin and it was unfair. And you, so you work with that one Hmm. and then you maybe work with another one and another one, but it doesn't take the probably, you know, maybe a hundred times it happened. Maybe it takes two or three or four, but that's just so incredible. Yeah. So incredible about how it's almost kind of, giving it's like etch a sketch right like clearing right. clearing yes. the slate and it becomes blank it's yes. it's like suddenly i want to be an etch a sketch <laughs> do you want one do you want one no just shake me just shake it, shake it up. up exactly so and and now with the with the post you know well covid and as we're coming out of this slowly but the pandemic and are you finding that yeah the fear is still there because i do see there's fear of going back out into the world oh right? yeah yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of stuff being written right now about post-pandemic anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, uh, yeah. In fact, I, I just put out yeah. the, our newsletter and I wrote that said that, you know, you're going to feel uncomfortable suddenly going into a patio yeah. restaurant even, you know, yeah. or what about shaking hands? What about when someone tries to hug you and you're right. like, you've really got to honor that in yourself until such right. time as we begin to move past it, you know. There's going to be a real time of being gentle with ourselves. Well, and and yes, absolutely. And Mark, with something like that, that what Gorgeous said, the example. Do you would you imagine that the fear is probably not even related to, you know, COVID nineteen? Do, <laughs> you know, that's what I always am curious about. Is that what is it really? What's really the fear? Is it death? Is it right. you know illness? Is it suffering? And it's probably individual. The lovely thing that I love is you just start with where they are now. The thought of the thought of, you know, seeing my friend and having them just walk towards me and want to hug makes me really nervous. Well, where do you feel that in your body? Where do you feel it? What are the thoughts coming up? Let's just start tapping and notice where your mind starts going. Does it go to I'm just so out of practice? Does it go to an earlier time? Where does it go to? It's very individual. I you see. just sort yeah. of begin and see, sure. see where it goes. You know, this, this whole pandemic period here of our lockdown, right. you know, yeah. has been wonderful for anybody with social anxiety. <laughs> and those who didn't and, have, and it now have it and have it. And introverts. You, they you, love this. You know you're an introvert time. when, when yeah. a lockdown when happened and you didn't notice, you know. Yeah, when you didn't notice <laughs> exactly. it, you applauded. You went, oh, thank God, they're not going to come. It's call. like, oh, it's not very different from my regular life. Like, it's <laughs> like it's all good. Except you don't have to make any excuses up, you know, yeah, to not right. going out and doing things, you know, because right. you can't, you know, during yeah. that time period. So. And anybody who had any propensity that had never really surfaced around social anxiety, it's now right. come to the surface, you know, right. augmented by fear of being ill, fear of death, fear of, you know, yeah. uh, being debilitated, whatever. 
as if this is much more fascinating than we're going to. It's not until we're after this, like quite right. a ways, that we're going to realize how much this has changed our lives. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And, and I don't think it's necessarily for the better. It's, it certainly is different. Yeah. And Mark, going back to the, the practical application with this, if someone's learning how to do it on their own, Right. And, you know, what would you suggest? And let's say they want to do it for, um, you know, a, a presentation or if that's, right. I don't know, let's say anxiety about a presentation right. or performance of some sort. Right. Then then right. I guess it varies in terms of how many how long they repeat the cycles. And so you just repeat cycles and notice until so you can just plain tune into what you're feeling I tell people sort of when I give homework with people I'm working with to take out a piece of paper and to write down what's the body feeling you know it's butterflies in my stomach and what's the emotion I'm anxious I I can tell it's fear and what's the thoughts? Oh, I'm going to do this, this, this. So just write down like three or four thoughts, write down the body feeling, write down the emotion, put a number to it, and then read that back to yourself while you tell. Oh, oh, and, interesting. And, and, then, and, if- and then just go through the points. There's also some great people who have YouTube videos, little tap-along things that are great on a ton of topics. <laughs> it used to be sing-along. Tap-along, exactly. <laughs> They're tap-along. We like need little, tap-along, though. <laughs> yeah, little eight-minute, I'm afraid of yeah. public speaking. There's yeah. a guy called Brad Yates, Y-A-T-E-S. He has a ton of them, and he's really very good at tuning into, like, what are the common thoughts running through someone's mind when they're mm. afraid of doing a public speaking thing? You know? That's excellent. And, He's really, really good with that. So, and he has so many out that you just sort of, again, intuitively, just sort of see, oh, that feels like it might be one. And and if it doesn't hit your buttons, then go, okay, well, it's not, I'm afraid of speaking in public. Maybe it's this one. I don't, you know, I don't want to show up in public or or whatever it is. Just, just yeah. he has, and he's sort of slightly different variations on it, but that can be really good. You know, okay. Difficult getting to sleep. I'm feeling down. I'm angry. Something was unfair. Money worries. Fantastic. Fantastic. Tons of different, you know, just pick a video and tap along and see if it shifts for you. When And, and also Gord was saying it to make a decision. Yeah. Is yeah. That, so yeah. That's, that's very interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah, good one. Just, we're not good. <laughs> we're not mm-hmm. very good at making life, life decisions. Right. Yeah. 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 So to balance, let me balance this out. When is this contraindicated? When it, when should you not, as a therapist, consider suggesting this to somebody? Um, honestly, I have found that I've worked with a few people who are that highly sensitive person thing. Yes, and it's not contraindicated, but you have to be really, really, really careful. Okay. I have actually a close friend who um, is highly sensitive and she sort of does a lot of stuff pulling people together. We've done tapping together and she will laugh. I'm getting into it. She goes, Mark, I shifted ages ago. You just got more words you want to keep saying. Stop it. You know? Stop it. I'm highly sensitive. I move quick. You know? <laughs> and so I have, I have found that I have had a couple clients where I sort of go, oh, okay. They, they have something that's going on. We begin to tap. And they kind of overwhelm. There's also people that um, 
their mind tends to go on tangent and tangent and tangent. So if somebody is starting to say, well, I'm afraid of this, and you start tapping, and mentally they're going, I'm afraid of that, I'm afraid of that, I'm afraid of that, and they're just getting themselves really overwhelmed. So you have Mm. to be careful to move gently and sometimes tell people, like, don't let yourself, we're going to stay on this one thing, don't let yourself start thinking about all kinds of other things because it'll just, yeah. Yeah. It could really, uh, people who have like a whole rumination problem, you know, rumination and then there's this can, problem and this one over here and I hate this person. Right. Rumination can really be okay, but you kind of got to <clears throat> stay with a theme of rumination. There is that thing about if you, if you start expanding and expanding and expanding, you just get yourself really tuned into how upsetting everything is. And then, you know, that you have to be careful how you do it with them. Well, it seems also it can help really bring somebody into the present. Yes. yes and be, be right here. Yes. And that in itself is a gift. It is. It is. And, and it is, there was one that I did, like before I started doing this at all, I was just tapping, I was in my stalker phase and I was working with, um, a young girl who was um, had asked actually for a prayer. I was doing sort of prayer therapy and she, she had a thing that she was talking about a, a friend of hers in a relationship. And then we just started, you know, using her words and tapping and she went into agony. She curled up and just started, she abreacted big time. And I realized later she'd gone into a memory uh-huh. and I didn't, I mean, I was not, at that time experienced, I thought, oh, my God, I've broken her. Stop tapping. Uh, no, I need to. So it was just, I just continued tapping that sort of like, okay, you're here. You're right. just here. Right. But, right. but, but I definitely, and then when I did some training, so I did, there's the National I think EFT you should finish the story. You need right. to finish this story in your workshop. Ah, uh, okay. Because we want people to come to that workshop. I think yes. you're a great teacher. Uh, yeah. uh, we thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, yeah. And uh, this coming Wednesday, March will be doing Marga. Sorry, uh, we'll be doing a three-hour workshop on uh, tapping, and you'll actually it's through Zoom, so you'll actually be able to see what she's doing. Right. And, uh, and we'll we do some of it together. Transform, right. Pull it together. Transformationalarts.ca. You'll be able to go to uh, look up your summer series, and there it will be. Uh, next Thursday at eight o'clock, we have. Karen J. Moore and Diane J. They are a sister team uh, on developing our intuition and receiving messages from the world of spirit. They will be on the radio show on the 15th. So please uh, get in touch and see uh, Mart. She will teach you a ton of stuff. She's a great teacher, as you can hear her. So again, thank you so much for coming here. Thank you. Uh, thank you. It's show. been an absolute pleasure. Great. So this is Gord Riddell and Alexia Jarjusis here at Things Worth Considering. Have a great week, a healthy week, and we'll be back at 8 p.m. next Thursday. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you for tuning in to Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Jarjusis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 